0: In this short episode, I talk about style. I also give you my Patreon pitch for the month of September, and Sierra gives her talk about style. This is a short one, but I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So, you guys ready?
1: Yes! Yes, 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 yes. Cross yes podcast which is him here so. Yes. yes! Yes! Yes, 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 yes,
0: Welcome to the Cross Yes Podcast. The podcast still says yes to everything related to cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. My name is Giselle Mirasol, I'm a cross-dresser, I'm transgender, I am a sexy-ass beast, kind of, not really, but I am the host of this awesome and inclusive podcast, the Cross Yes Podcast. If you're looking to support us, check out patreon.com slash crossyass, and check out the website www.crossyespodcast.com for more information, for behind the scenes stuff, and ways you can help support this podcast. And lastly, if you're a cross-dresser or you're something in the transgender spectrum or you just want to share your own story and you're wondering if you can talk to someone about this, well, you know me and you know the answer. It's allowed. Frickin. Yes! Email me, Giselle at CrossYasPodcast.com. That's spelled G-I-S-E-L-L-E at C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S-Podcast.com. Or you can tweet me at Yas, or you can DM me directly on Instagram at Podcast. Happy almost end of September. It's October coming up tomorrow. Frickin' it, I'm recording this on Tuesday. We have moved in. We are, Kirsten and I are slowly getting things situated. The world is crazy. It's almost Halloween, but we're all still stuck inside. America's kind of crazy right now. Tons of stuff has happened in the world and in the united states and i want to get into that but um maybe not this week i'm still really busy uh i'm recording this super late just because you know i've been busy with the house stuff getting things unpacked and just trying to make things all work out uh if you guys know about moving it's crappy it is a whole endeavor Think it's one thing, but it's one thing after another, and more things happen. So, I'm just going to record this real quick, talk to you guys about my Patreon pitch in a little bit, and I'll also just talk about style mostly. Uh, what about it? And and Sierra at the end of this episode will talk about style and her own personal style and more. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to be short, but I hope you guys enjoy it. Check out the Patreon this month, female masturbation. I'll put in a clip in here where Christian talks about female masturbation. Uh, rbg as the uh digital print of the month and kirsten sings her song thursday um and yeah hope you guys enjoy this episode it's a quick one but i know it's gonna be good if you haven't heard the chrissy episode chrissy mano in our curious conversations this past weekend in episode 61 please listen to it it is a good one um yeah so enjoy the episode guys Alright, so the Patreon this month, sorry I've been lacking on it just because of all the moving. Uh, I know it's a bad excuse, but I'm still going to use it. Yeah, check out Patreon. So we have a digital print this month with RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, rest in peace. I want to talk about politics, but I won't. Uh, I'll try and get less topical. But uh, she's our digital print of the month. Kirsten drew a beautiful digital print with uh, one of her sayings. Uh, the saying goes, fight for the things you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. If you like digital prints, uh, Kirsten drew a beautiful one, chip in $3. Uh, we have a bonus Kirsten's Corner this month where she talks about female masturbation. Here's a clip of Kirsten talking about female masturbation with me in this month's bonus Kirsten's Corner.
1: I don't know if I can say what it feels like, but it's kind of like a, a an intense buildup of pressure and then it's like... It's like a release, I guess. I don't know. I'm not the best person to talk about this. Is
0: it a whole body rush or is it primarily located? No, I think
1: it's a whole body rush. Sometimes it feels like I want to pass out after. And I think there's also like levels of, you know, sometimes it's like a small one. And then sometimes it's like a, whoa, I feel like I'm going to pass out after.
0: And finally, Kirsten sings her song Thursday by Jess Glynn. Uh, She covers it. It's quite beautiful. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, just chip in ten dollars, and you can even get last month's "Brave" by Sarah Bareilles, where Kirsten does a cover of that as well. Yeah, uh, just that's my quick Patreon pitch. So please check that out to support this podcast, so we can do more. Thanks, guys. All right. So for this episode, the main topic I want to talk about is curating your style and finding the style you are as a crossdresser. Um, again, this episode's slightly different than my previous couple episodes. Just because, again, I'm trying to be less topical about the state of the world. Despite me fighting the urge to want to talk about all the shit that's going on right now, all the fucked up shit in the United States and the rest of the world. Doesn't anyone notice
1: this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills!
0: But, uh, I digress and let's just quickly talk about fashion style, shall we? Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes!
0: Alright, so coming back to the core of my cross-dressing and what it means for me to be a crossdresser, um, well, I'd be wrong to not talk about fashion and style. I mean, our own styles that we choose make us unique and shape our sense of individuality as crossdressers and transgendered people. For each and every human being, I think we all have our own different styles, right? We all express ourselves differently through a variety of measures. And again, for this episode, I think I'll f- focus primarily on fashion and styles and what I, Giselle, like to do for my own fashion sense. If I have any.
1: In defense, I have none.
0: So I think it all begins with gender expression, right? If you're a crossdresser and you want to express differently than the gender you were born with, you're crossdressing, right? And again, I think and I argue that makes you transgender. But what ways can you express the gender that's different than the one given to you at birth? To understand that, well, you have to understand expression for a second, right? Expression of our gender begins with deciding how we want to be perceived by others whether we like it or not. Some expressions we display are innate and we have little to no control over, like, for example, the sound or vibrato of your own voice, which I guess you could alter, but it takes like extensive practice to make it or sound different. You also really don't have much control of your mannerisms, although that also could take lots of time and practice to fix. Like, for example, the way we walk, right? Or the way we naturally move our hands. I'm not sure what to do with my hands. But the part of gender expression we do have lots of control over is, well, our outward appearance, right? The way we dress and the clothes we buy. The way we can alter our look is the most flexible tool a crossdresser or transgender person has at their disposal to become another gender. And so that means expression of who we are and what we do with that and what we do with our outward appearance is vital to our cross-dressing transgender experience. So deciding on the fashion style we like is a good place to start. So what's style, right? Dictionary.com defines style as a manner of doing something or a distinctive appearance typically determined by the principles according to which something is designed. So your style is something that defines you and basically the way you wanna look. The style you choose to wear is something that tells the audience what you are and what you're about. Whether you're a cross-dresser like myself or if you fit somewhere in the transgender umbrella or you don't and you're a cisgender man or cisgender woman, Well, we all have style. You just try what best fits you and find what you're best suited for. Pun intended.
1: I meant to do that.
0: But fashion, well, that's another word that tells a story that I want you to know is different than style. From the blog, The Sequinist, they say style is not fashion. Fashion is usually dressing for other women or for the fashion industry. You can use fashion as a tool to create style, but by itself, fashion is not style. Fashion isn't at all individual, it's just a participation in a global trend. For the fans of Queer Eye from Tan France, one of the wonderful hosts of the remake of the show Queer Eye that's on Netflix, well he, on his masterclass um, thing that he taught online, says this about fashion. Fashion is the dominant style within a given culture at a certain time. Fashion has to do with new trends. It refers to to popular ways of dressing during a specific era. Which makes sense, right? Since the fashion in the 1700s and 1800s is vastly different than the fashion today. As for style, Tan France says, personal style is something that belongs to an individual, a means of self-expression. Style is timeless, while fashion is timely. Someone who is fashionable closely follows the latest trends and wears designer clothing. Someone who is stylish may or may not follow fashion trends, but they always stay true to their own aesthetic. Personal style is about developing a sense of self, rather than simply absorbing trends. Which is true, right? For cross-dressers, transgender individuals, cisgendered men and women and everyone else, developing your style is influenced by today's fashion, most certainly, but that's where the trouble begins because that's where you ask, well, where do I find my own personal style? Well, first, I think you need to know style is influenced by more than just fashion. It's influenced by a myriad of factors. Things such as, well, what do you find appealing? What do you find sexy? Like, are you comfortable in these clothes? Do you find these clothes appropriate? And the most important one, what do you find affordable? But your choice in your sense of style tells a story about you, the crossy Yas listener, and that can be both exciting and scary. Because what if you wear something so-called inappropriate or wrong? Which may be true, but if you're doing it in your own home and with COVID, you're basically stuck at home. That reasoning should be thrown out the window. This whole, you're wearing it inappropriately, or you're wrong to wear that. Throw that shit out the window, because you're in your own home. What the hell, like, you can wear that shit. It's your own home. So when you're starting out in life, a cross-dresser or transgender person, or if you're really young, you'll find what you're drawn to and what makes you feel is your own sense of being and your own sense of style. And if you feel that sense of style isn't what everyone else wants, well, maybe that's okay. As long as your style isn't hurting anyone, I argue you should still continue to do it. But do realize your sense of style might change and evolve, and that's perfectly okay. That growth and change is going to be constant as you age. So you might as well accept that. But what kind of fashion styles are there for the cross-dressing men and those who wish to express themselves as female? Sorry, I'm going to focus mostly on the female senses of style. Because I guess if you're listening to this you're a crossdresser, and you want to be more feminine, right? Well, there's plenty of styles out there, and there's labels for all sorts of styles. So I'll try my best to label some of them. So here it goes. There's chic, there's nerdy chic, there's bohemian, there's lolita, there's rocker, there's casual, there's sexy, there's vintage, there's preppy, there's slutty, (laughs) Um, and there's costumey, there's like the cosplayers. There's so many. I mean, what you wear and what your fashion sense is. I mean, there's so many different kinds of styles and it's just dependent on what you want to wear. I mean, for styles can different can differ for all sorts of people. For me, I mean, is ho a style? Because, I mean, back then, you know, pre-COVID, I used to dress like a ho all the time. Because, uh, I don't know, I really loved wearing short shorts and I loved really just being free with my body. I guess uh, you could have called me back then um, being a slut Because, I don't know, I like going to clubs and I loved getting hit on And I loved being super loud with my outfits But, you know, as time evolved and I've gotten older um, And I'm stuck in the house, I'm really just wearing pajamas in the house And I'm wearing panties and bras and just basic stuff around my own house I'm dressing up totally less, but my style has evolved tremendously Um, I used to dress, like I said, with very sexy, short dresses, club dresses, because I used to go out with friends, and I don't know, I just love that look. But again, COVID has changed things, and now I'm just dressing more comfortably, like pajamas or like (laughs) joggers, like female joggers from Old Navy, Um, like tops that are way more comfortable. I don't know, even just like panties around the house, like boy shorts or... I don't know, even granny panties, because I guess I'm more comfortable that way. Granny panties! (laughs) There's panties, granny! (laughs) With time, I'll be more patient, and I hope to eventually get back to dressing up a little more slutty and a little more going out, because I loved that. I loved the process of dressing up. Like, that was way more fun, putting on the makeup and whatnot. But when I'm at home, it's like, eh. But with the podcast, I might do more video, or I might not do more I'll do video so I can do Instagram lives and show more of a podcast for you guys so you guys can actually see my style but uh I don't know Kirsten and I we've discussed getting back to more casual way of cross-dressing and being more feminine uh and I think (laughs) Kirsten and I have talked about wearing more appropriate clothes for cross-dressing events (laughs) or non-events where we just go to Target or we just go to Old Navy and I'm just wearing like regular girl pants or you know I don't have to wear I've always felt like I needed to wear rompers all the time And I think I discussed with Diane and guests like Adelina where they talked about dressing more appropriately. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it because I guess you can't be wearing clubbing clothes to Target all the time or, you know, to church or to events. But it's not like we're going anywhere. So I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, I think it just comes down to finding a balance. I'm learning to find what my balance is and it's going to take some time, but I'll get there. Anyways, I don't really know where I'm going with this whole episode, but... I do want to leave you with a thought. If your style is your own, it doesn't matter what I say or what anyone else does or what anyone else says. If you make it about you and rock the hell out of it, do you, girl. It's all good.
1: Do you, boo-boo. Do you, boo-boo. You know why? Because I'm a do me.
0: So yeah, um, sum it all up. Your style is your own style. It might evolve. It might change. uh, But don't be all set on one style. If it's you, it's you. And if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. And I guess that's all I have to say about that. Um, Thanks, guys. Uh, Next up is Sierra, who will talk about her own sense of style and, and how she developed her own sense of style. And it's now time for everyone's favorite segment Sierra Says.
1: Welcome to another Sierra Says. In this week's segment, I will be talking about how I found and defined my own style and aesthetic. And I'll also say a big yes queen to actively participating in shaping your style and nah girl to letting your clothing define you. As Giselle discussed earlier in the episode, style is extremely important because regardless of how you are expressing your gender identity, how you are dressing and how you are presenting yourself is a real reflection of your personality and is meaningful in the sense that it is your way of communicating with others in the world about who you are without even having to speak with them. In that sense, cross-dressing or really presenting yourself and your gender identity in any way differently from how you have done previously is an exciting, clean start. It's a new opportunity for you to define what you want your style to be and how you wish to present yourself to the world. I would argue that the clean slate that you get when you're starting to cross-dress or starting to express your gender identity in a different way is both exciting, it gives you a great new opportunity to find and present yourself to the world in a different way, but it's also sometimes a bit intimidating because you might not have the aesthetic sense or the familiarity with the different ways that you have to think about your body, the different ways that you have to think about clothing, in order to present yourself in a way that reflects your personality in a way that you might want. My objective, therefore, in this segment is to tell you a little bit about how I've gone through the process of defining my style with the hope that my experiences might be in some way instructive, especially for people who are just getting started with cross-dressing, as even though I have been underdressing for quite some time, I'm relatively new to presenting myself fully as a woman in public or even just in private. So I would say this year has really been an exciting journey for me as I've gone through defining my style. I started out like a lot of people, by ordering a few things here and there on Amazon that would be very easy to experiment with. So I started with a nice midi dress that had long sleeves and a pretty high neckline so that I wouldn't have to worry too much about shaving. I got some tights and and a comfortable pair of shoes. And I would say that even though I've still held on to everything that I've ordered in that first order that I made, it wasn't anything particularly distinctive, and my focus wasn't really going for any style in particular. It was just going for stuff that would be pretty functional and let me experiment with cross-dressing for the first time. It certainly served its purpose, but I can say that I haven't worn many of those things lately because i found that they don't really reflect the style that I've been developing since then. My extent early on of diving into women's fashion and thinking about things that I might want to order for myself, things that I thought might look really good, was really limited just to looking for things on Amazon, because that was the most familiar and the easiest way of getting what I would need. After a couple of orders though, I just started to discover just how limiting that selection That you can get with Prime Delivery on Amazon can be compared to what you can find from other places. At that point, I started to look for clothing elsewhere. I started to find other sources where I could still inexpensively find stuff that would help me refine what my style is. And after months and months of working on this, it was kind of my COVID project where I spent a lot of time thinking about what I wanted my style to be and experimenting with different things, I can say that my style is kind of a weird combination of two pretty different directions in fashion. On one hand is kind of a bohemian or desert vintage look, and then the other side is straight up pumpkin spice latte basic. When I think about why this works for me so well it kind of makes sense it represents the two facets of how i live my life i live in the suburbs of southern california kind of basic in some ways and then the other side of my life is that i spend a lot of time out in a rural community in the desert and the mountains of southern california and that aesthetic you see a lot of people wearing really interesting and distinctive clothing in the high desert particularly around the community of joshua tree where i live part-time And that really inspired me to develop that other side of my fashion. So I would say that the bohemian and desert vintage side of my style comes from the fact that I do spend so much time out in those wide open spaces in the desert. There is, if you're not familiar with it, a certain aesthetic associated with the area around Joshua Tree, California that you see on Instagram all the time. Joshua Tree, if you're not familiar, is a national park and also a set of communities that are home to some really otherworldly desert landscapes. And when I started spending time out there frequently a few years ago, I discovered that there is a fashion aesthetic in that part of Southern California unto itself. You could say it's kind of the Joshua Tree Instagram girl aesthetic. And even though I trend toward the more modest side of this look, you tend to see a lot of dresses or tops and skirts with embroidery. You tend to see a lot of white dresses, a lot of white pieces of clothing, a lot of medium to wide-brimmed hats, tons of earth tones everywhere, and the general aesthetic skews bohemian and toward flowing multi-layered dresses with colors ranging from white to warmer-hued pastels. And on the other side of that, you see plays on the kind of cowboy or cowgirl aesthetic, the more traditional American West motifs. When you do see that, you often see people wearing darker high-waisted jeans along with some more Western-style tops. And it's just a very kind of fun aesthetic that I think reflects my personality very well, since I identify really strongly with kind of the culture and the landscapes of the American West. The other side of my style is basic, and that comes from the fact that I just love feeling really feminine. I love the feeling of lounging around in a pink sweatsuit, drinking a glass of wine. A lot of my favorite underwear even, which still leans much more functional than sexy, is from Victoria's Secret and has a lot of pastel colors and a lot of lace ornamentation. On the basic side as well, I also do spend a lot of time outdoors doing things as Sierra. So for this, I have a bunch of colorful workout attire. Again, a lot on the warmer side of the color spectrum with a mix of pastels and vibrant colors that are kind of in the pink, purple, orange range. Leggings, tops, shoes, the whole thing. And it's a look that works really well for me. Also, when defining my style, I tried to think a lot and reflect upon other characteristics of my personality that are often reflected in fashion. One really big thing for me is that I tend to be pretty modest in how I present myself in general, and this is very much reflected in my style as Sierra as well. So, for me personally, nothing against any more kind of revealing or less modest clothing. I love how it looks on a lot of people, but for me, that means a lot of midi and maxi dresses and skirts, really flowing tops, pants with a lot of room. And this also works really well for me because aside from using breast forms, which I almost always use when dressing as Sierra, I don't like having to wear any other padding to make myself look more feminine. I spend a lot of time in really warm places, and so I want to feel as comfortable, as cool, and as natural as possible. In addition to just talking about my style, I wanted to talk about the process that I use to develop my style, in case it's helpful as you are going through this process of finding your own style and aesthetic. First and foremost, the main thing that I do when putting together my own style is to pay attention to what other women whose style I admire are wearing and what looks they put together to reflect their personalities. The first place I looked for finding inspiration was actually my wife and even though she tends to wear a lot of black, a lot of darker tones, she had some really fun and eye-catching floral prints that for me inspired some of my earlier purchases before I branched out a little more into things that I thought worked better for myself. And then from there I also went on to looking at people on social media and not so much just fashion or style influencers who are very focused on specifically putting together looks for Instagram or for social media in general, but more so just fashionable people who are really focused on other things first and foremost, but just know how to present themselves effectively with their looks. I'm thinking about a lot of people in kind of the high desert, the Joshua tree area who I just saw looking great doing what they do. And I tried to emulate that a lot with what I wore and how I dress myself. Second, I also thought about what would look best and how to replicate those looks that I like for my body type. So how can I make the looks that I really love work for me without a lot of padding and work on my frame? I'm plus size, I wear larger clothing, and so that's also a consideration. And I would spend some time putting together or replicating outfits using things that I thought would work well for me. Third, I also tried to emulate those looks by making inexpensive, low-stakes purchases. So especially when it was really only possible to order online, I would order a lot from Poshmark, which is essentially an online clothing exchange or thrift store with really inexpensive shipping. I would order from Shein, where most dresses are under $20. I would go to Old Navy and then kind of use what I would find there to refine my style for future purchases based on how it looks on me when I'm wearing it. I also like to venture into different styles or kind of push my limits a little bit by shopping at places with really kind of random selections. And that you would typically find at distinctive thrift consignment or vintage stores. I have a favorite chain of vintage stores in the Palm Springs area here in Southern California. They're called Revivals. They also benefit the Desert AIDS Project with all of their sales, and so I feel really great about shopping there. And they often have some really cool and distinctive vintage stuff. And doing that kind of shopping where you're finding more of a random selection lets you take positive risks and see maybe different things that I wouldn't think to try otherwise that when it's right in front of me might give me some inspiration and that lets me venture out of my comfort zone every once in a while without risking a lot of money or a lot of time. Finally, once I feel more solid about a certain dimension of my style, I then like to maybe make a purchase or two of higher quality pieces, definitely from places with free returns, and then focus on getting a perfect and flattering fit. And in that way, you can experiment in a way that's a little bit lower stakes, and then really dive into finding some beautiful signature pieces that give you that perfect fit and that perfect look that you're looking for. That's a little bit about my style. Everyone goes through this process differently, but no matter what, I say, yes, queen, to actively shaping your style, finding your aesthetic, rather than, nah, girl, letting your clothing define you. And that's how Sierra sees it.
0: And finally, the miscellany. And that's it for this week's episode, guys. Kind of short. um, I just wanted to send something out uh, because I want to release something at least every Wednesday, even if it's just a thought. And if you guys enjoyed this episode, please let me know, email me, tweet me, DM me. Yeah, uh, it's the end of September. So next week, I'm going to release an episode on Wednesday about all the Patreon stuff, about all the shoutouts. Uh, I'll answer my question of the month. And if you guys if you guys still haven't answered the question, the question is, where is your favorite place to shop? Uh, again, tweet me, DM me, email me your answer. I'm going to release something every Wednesday. I'm going to eventually do video. We're going to get unpacked out here. Uh, and then I'm going to get that all ready for you guys. I'm going to do Instagram Live soon. Uh, as a supplement, uh, we have the Curias every other Saturday. If you haven't heard Chrissy Mano's story, please listen to it. Episode 61. One of the better interviews I've done. Uh, one of the more interesting guests. Not not that all my other guests aren't interesting and lovely and awesome. It's just the, with her, um, she shows so much, uh, so much, like, shoot resiliency so much resiliency in Chrissy and being able to cross-dress even at home and living in an area that's so against it and she's gone through so much so if you haven't heard episode 61 please listen to it I'm sure you guys will enjoy it I have her I'll have her second part in two Saturdays from now and yeah Um, But that's all I have to say. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. I know you guys have tons of other stuff you can listen to. Thank you guys for listening to me. Uh, The sound here might be kind of crappy. We're still adding stuff. The air conditioner might be running. But, you know, I love you guys. I love you, love you, love you all. You guys are awesome. Uh, And, yeah, and I leave you with my uh, outgoing saying, as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, your gorgeous... Again, guys I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything I'm just here to share my story have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing sexuality and gender a bit more